WWE is doing something they haven't done before with their female superstars on Raw and SmackDown. The Queen of the Ring tournament. We have dates when it's going to be on television. That is not all here on this Sports Keto Wrestling video. No, 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 no. What is the latest on this curious situation backstage with Karrion Cross? He was supposed to lose again to Jeff Hardy? Yes, the NXT champion, and his call-up to Raw has really been ruffling many a feathers. We'll jump into this and much, much more on today's Sports Geek Wrestling Top Story of the Day! Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out! Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. What's up, everybody? I'm Kev Callum. That is Jose underscore G underscore official. Uh, this is Sports Geek Wrestling Top Story of the Day, reaching you wherever you get your videos or audios. All right, and if you're uh, enjoying us, check out our channel. If you're listening on the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube's, subscribe to the YouTube. We are making that mark to twenty thousand. We are we are within shooting distance of it. We're close. We're uh, there. And, and uh, on our YouTube channel, we just dropped a bunch of exclusive interviews uh, that we just filmed last week. We're gonna have two separate interviews with Natalia in like a matter of weeks, which is great. Uh, the Natalia one hasn't come out yet, but filmed uh, just this past Friday at SmackDown in Cleveland, Ohio. Our conversation with Big E and the Money in the Bank briefcase is in the interview. Uh, so, so he talks about all of that. Dolph Ziggler. We had a very lengthy conversation with Dolph Ziggler about how his his former running mate. Biggie needs to cash in that Money in the Bank briefcase correctly and how that tag team, the Dirty Dowels, has really come together on SmackDown. So those exclusive interviews are up now on our YouTube channel. We'll be dropping the audio of that in our podcast channel probably uh, within uh, the next few hours. So that isn't enough. We also have Vince Russo covering Money at Raw. Maybe we'll have different opinions on, on things about Money at Raw. But let's talk about our lead story of the day, Jose. Tell me about Queen of the Ring. That's right, Kevin. Uh, everybody's been uh, talking about Queen of the Ring now for us uh, for several months. Uh, but today, Andrew Zarian, uh, who you guys know that we hold him in pretty high regard here on the show, and he's done a lot of great reporting and uh, and confirmed a lot of stories, is reporting today that the Queen of the Ring tournament is scheduled to be on October 8th on SmackDown and October 11th on Monday Night Raw. So this looks like it's going to be a similar type of layout like what they did with the King of the Ring, which was throughout several segments of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Uh, but this will, this seems like it's going to be an event catered to Charlotte Flair. I might be 100% wrong on that, but it almost seems that way. What's your take on this, Kevin? I think people were hoping for a traditional King of the Ring, and I mean that in the sense of just a one-night pay-per-view type tournament. Um, but I can tell you there's a there's an issue with doing tournaments like that uh, that I hear from many, many other people in wrestling in the sense of for viewers, it makes a lot of sense. For watching on TV, because every match you see kind of has a consequence to it. I guess in person, there's some issue with whether or not that is like the best thing to do. And, and maybe WWE feels that now, especially with live fans being back that they want those rip roaring reactions. So if we break it up and people are excited about queen of the ring and we put it on Peacock, would it mean more to television audience? Would it boost up a television audience? Would it bring in some new eyeballs to our television audience or, 
bring some eyeballs back if we did this on TV and we bridged the gap between our two main roster shows and Raw and SmackDown. I believe that's the thinking behind this, uh, you know, stepping back from it. Originally, we were hearing that this would be a Peacock special. I think there's a possibility it still could be. WWE has, they're, they're not bound by this traditional pay-per-view concept. They have those house show dates. They could flip one of those into a production date. And if they wanted, you know, do the Queen of the Ring finals. Now, am I saying that's happening? No. Uh, but if this is something they're going to do on TV, I could see some people souring on it because, oh, it's got to be a one-night tournament, all these different things. That's on paper that makes sense. I don't I don't know it with WWE having that much television every single week that that makes sense. There has to be TV shows that have, just like we saw with AEW, they have that Clash of the Champions vibe where you have a TV show that means a little bit more. You know, I wouldn't be, I would, if they did ladder matches on TV more, I'd be like, yeah, you know, like, you remember what used to be a big deal if they did steel cage matches now on, like, on live TV. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and they would do one of those now every, every now and again. Now, I don't know if that means as much. This should mean something. I'm not opposed to the idea that it doesn't mean anything. Shout out to people watching from, from Australia. If you're watching for the first time, let us know where you guys are watching from. West Virginia, Mount Mama. Uh, so a lot of people sounding off it, on this here. You know, this is a very interesting story, and I and I totally get both sides of the coin. From a fanatic standpoint, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, okay, well, we used to have King of the Ring on pay-per-view. We had, haven't had King of the Ring on pay-per-view show, Clash of the Champions type of deal yeah. over uh, an episode of Monday Night Raw or an episode of SmackDown where all the brands are going to be included on that tournament. Um, I'm even not opposed to doing a Peacock special, but the problem is that when you – have one round on one episode because they're probably going to do one match on one show or maybe two matches on one show for one round. Conferences, there's there's yeah. one finalist from each show, then so there's a final. It's just way, it's just one way to stretch it out. But as a viewer, if I'm looking at this, I'm like, this is the first time tournament. You kind of want to make something big out of it, don't you think? I mean, maybe I, a I don't, weekend I'm not, type I'm of not situation. This can't be big, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Like saying that the because they're doing it on TV, it suddenly isn't as big as if they did it as a special. It's just a write off. You know what I mean? Like, because for lack of a better phrase, I think if they did this on NXT, people will be like, they're doing that breakout tournament and they're doing it across television because television where most people are going to see it. And then you're going to have a final at the takeover. Like, so you're going to get culmination in this. I don't think there's, I don't, it's bad logic. I do think there were some people that just got it in their heads. They're doing a pay per view. So if they don't do this pay-per-view this certain way that I got it in my head, I got it in my head. I'm getting Lesnar Lashley because enough people tell me that's the thing they're going to do. But you know who didn't tell you that was going to happen? WWE didn't tell you that was going to happen. So I do think there is this kind of like, you know, the, the waves of the ocean of the WWE fandom go a certain way. And if WWE itself doesn't go that way, then, well, we this is what we want. We were told we were going to get this. I want this. I want this. Somebody told me I wanted to get this, and I want it right now, Kevin. Exactly, exactly. Coming up here, we will cover some big news here on Karrion Cross and his status on Monday Night Raw. We'll also talk about this weird uh, new mascot in WWE that you've seen on screen, which is just curious and silly. Uh, we'll talk about all of that. Uh do want to remind you guys, if you haven't done already, go ahead and hit the like button. I know it seems like tedious internet stuff but it really does I, help I us we hammer out. it we hammer it all the time but it does help us out guys it helps yeah. us out with the engagement it helps mm -hmm. us out with the viewership helps out with everything and the more you guys comment and we interact with each other it just puts the show on a whole nother level on another map so please engage with the show there we go it's just simple thanks guys that's that's it that's it you know that's you're not it. saying 
No, no Patreon. No, no, it's okay. Just free, free, free content. It's like seven days a week, you know? Uh, so let, let's get into this other story. What is the status of Karrion Cross on Monday Night Raw? So two weeks ago, he gets his uh, sudden call up to Monday Night Raw. This is the first Monday Night Raw back uh, with fans. Uh, you know, no entrance, which is crazy. He's the NXT champion. He has this incredible entrance. No Scarlet. And he loses in two minutes to Jeff Hardy. Now, I'm not saying Jeff Hardy shouldn't get big wins, but they gave Jeff Hardy a flash win with his foot on the ropes over Karrion Cross. And people thought this very Karrion Cross. He lost his edge. And this is this is a shot from, from the Vance at, at, at the NXT locker room and all these different things. And I could say to some truth, yeah, they built that guy up at NXT and got him pinned in two minutes. What, what is going on here? But there was some trajectory here in terms of the storyline. Then Jeff Hardy gets COVID. So, um, and for anyone who's yelling, yeah, anyone who's yelling, yeah, anyone yelling at Jeff Hardy saying, "Oh, he didn't get vaccinated." No, you can, you can absolutely still be vaccinated and have a breakthrough case. He can be completely fine. He's just exposed to it. He has it it's transmissible. So, stay home for two weeks and let's get this out of your system. That's 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 a non-issue. Uh, so, what was going to happen? Was Karen Cross going to get his comeuppance here? on Jeff Hardy. Uh he did get a come up and some big Keith Lee, the man he uh he defeated for that title not too long ago, the NXT championship on Monday at Raw. Fine match. Uh don't know what favors it does for Keith Lee. But tell me, what do you think is the status back here? What was the original plan? All right, man. So all right, for, before I get into this story, I really want to make clear that I absolutely think the world of Karrion Cross and the fact that they Uh-oh. made that he lost Last week, in less than two minutes, it's just an absolute disgrace and disrespectful towards the NXT champion. That is my opinion, not the opinion of Sports Keto Wrestling, or nor the opinion of Kev Kevin. However, mm-hmm. but apparently, they were going to do this again, Kevin. They were going to make Karrion Cross lose for the second week in a row if Jeff Hardy would have not tested for COVID-19. So mm-hmm. according to a Fightful Select report, he is saying that WWE definitely had planned to have Cross lose the rematch, uh, saying, quote, we weren't told the specific creative direction following this, but that several members of creative, even more of the roster, were baffled at the idea to beat Cross, let alone a second straight week. So even, this is coming from Fightful, even the guys from the backstage who are making these storylines for these guys are like, are you kidding me? Like, why, why are we putting, why are we having cross lose two weeks in a row when he's the NXT champion? I don't know exactly what the storyline is. Rico made on my other show on Regan's wrestling made a really good uh, uh, prediction. He's like, maybe this is a storyline to retire Jeff Hardy. Maybe this is the way to bring in carrying cross wreck shop on, on Karen, but you should have done that from the get. You shouldn't have make him made him lose in less than two minutes. But yeah, but we don't know what the plan was. I mean, I exactly. think uh, we, we don't we don't know exactly what the plan was. This is the plan that they were talking about doing, and Jeff was going to get another flash win, and Karrion's going to get even more mad. Like, how could I lose? How could I have all this momentum in NXT and then come here, and this veteran who is not what he once was is able to get these wins on me? I think there's something interesting about that. No one was quiet about this. 
This wasn't something people were quiet about. So even when things aggravate WWE, they understand where it still provokes a reaction. So I know that may piss people off. Well, guess what, guys? You got work there in that regard. You know, they, they got you talking about the show. So definitely is interesting thing here. Uh, other people with different takes here uh, saying uh, in the chat who are with this live, Karrion Cross should not have lost his debut match on Raw, says Dan. I agree with that here. Um, and, and people saying they're still going to put them in a feud. You know, these, these people are still going to feud. Who knows? You know, uh, hopefully this, this passes and Jeff Hardy's fine and we can have him out there and he gets fed to the monster that is carrying Crosh. Even on Monday night, this past Monday, it was a very hard decision for me for really who to root for, because one of the reasons I really hold carrying Cross in, in such a high regard is because. He's one of the few Puerto Rican champions that are out there. Like, okay. if you guys didn't know, also Cross, bald, also goatee, bald, goatee, and yeah. Puerto Rican. So, you know what? He's going to go on the top of my list. Okay. He's going to go on the top that, of my you're list. You're just rooting for that guy. I'm just rooting for the guy for the because they're getting some Tim Balor and Sheamus are out there, you know. Exactly. The, the, the Irish kid is like, all right, I'm yeah, on board. The represent, it, it's yeah. a form of representation. And I told, and that's one of the reasons why. I hold him in such high regard, but man, even this past Monday, I absolutely am a huge fan of Keith Lee, and it was a really tough decision for me. I'm like, damn, who goes over on this? But I think the right decision was made by having Karrion Cross beat Keith Lee. And also, um, everyone is like, oh, they're burying Keith Lee. They're burying. No, he got an entrance on TV. You aren't buried. They they think something of you. They let you have an entrance on television. Uh, he also came back and had a match, competitive match with the world champion immediately. Came back, had a competitive match with the NXT champion immediately. Did he lose those matches? Yes. But to say he's buried is ridiculous. Don't misuse yeah. that word. You can't hold a shovel and then say, and, and nothing's dug and then say someone's buried, you know? <laughs> so calm down in that regard. Uh, Steven Chambers texting and saying, don't like cross on raw. It does give the match uh, a way of Joe versus Cross. You know what does this do for the angle that Cross has over NXT? Yeah, what that's a really good question. That's a really good question because it almost seems like even though NXT is under the WWE brand, right? You know, that, that umbrella, it's in its own universe because they're not really acknowledging what happened on Monday Night Raw. The only acknowledgement of Cross being on Raw. Is Samoa, Samoa Joe calling out during a promo? Oh, you got Cross showing up on Raw. You can't keep a you know a lock on your superstars. That's the only mention. Not the fact that he lost to to Jeff Hardy. And there were some reports coming in that during the tapings last week that Cross was just being flooded with Jeff Hardy chants, and they had to reshoot that whole segment again. That's a mixed report because there's. Some people saying that they filmed two different things, so yes. uh, there, there's a lot of hearsay about that. I think I've heard a lot of people just run to the, the the old windmill and try and burn it down in terms of a proverbial Frankenstein mob rules. Like, look who he said. Da, 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 da. Uh, I've heard many people say no, they're completely different segments that they taped, um, and a, a clear identifier of that will be if you see people in different outfits. People were wearing different outfits. They were the intention was to tape two different, especially if they're taping two or three weeks of television, um, mm -hmm. to to get this. Also, they may well, tape I mean, some yeah. television. They may tape a segment or two and put it in a live show later on, and you don't know the difference sometimes. That's very true. 
Yeah, there, there's a lot of times they've done that with studio shows. There's times when they've done like the live stuff of SmackDown and the Thunderdome where there were chunks of the show that were taped. Chunks. And then the rest of it was live. Uh, they've done stuff like that. So it's to say that is you, that's just hearsay. Like you just don't know it. And like I said, True. Not people, enough people get up behind a, a rumor and they start going with it. Exactly. You're absolutely right. And and our prime example of that was back when um, when NXT was back at Full Sail here in Orlando. I've gone to plenty of their tapings. And in one of their tapings, because they, at that time, before they were live on the USC network, they would record or film three or four episodes of NXT ahead of big, time. Big block tapings, four big episodes. Big block tapings. So yeah. you'd be there for about four and a half hours in the crowd. One of the tapings, there was a match with Dominic Dijakovic, and I believe it was, I forgot who it was, but they had to do the match two times because something didn't go right in the first match. So they had to do it all over again. But this so is the best of the tape TV. You get to do it That's again if true. you want to do it again. You know, That's like I, I was at a SmackDown. This is like early, mid 2000s, right? I remember the world's greatest tag team did oh, wow. something on they were it was this was when smackdown was taped it would be taped on a tuesday and it would air on like a thursday or a friday i think yeah. it was back when they and, were on sci-fi right back, yeah back the uh maybe maybe it was maybe it was even uh upn or cw whatever so they they did something in the match where like they had a move and the, it, it played into the finish and they did like clearly there was something that just didn't work it didn't look bad from the angle and up in the chiefs i was like what, what? oh they're doing the exact same move again, like 20 or 30 seconds later. And you could tell like what they were doing and it was a multi-person spot and it didn't look great. And then like, like, like they were about to bring the guy in for the pin and you can hear the referee, like get in somebody's ear and then boom, 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 get him out of the ring. And they almost do the whole thing again and reframe a four person maneuver. And uh, they could cut the audio from either one if they wanted to, you know, it's up to them, you know, and anyone can do this. Anyone says this is only WWE does it. No, anyone can do this. This is done with any TV show that is taped. This is done with any talk show, anything. All right. It's worth noting that WWE is a television show first, then it's a wrestling show. <laughs> you know, like, 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 like <laughs> and you got you have to think about that too here too. Um, so before we get into some questions, we'll take some questions. We haven't done some questions in a while. So yeah, we got one more short before we, before we get into questions, but this is like the most common question that we get, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, Jose, does this mean that the, we're going to get storylines with raw versus NXT, like the new blood versus WCW? I want an invasion. We, Am I getting an get invasion? We get this question at least two times per episode. Every we get a variation day. of this. We get a variation <laughs> of this. Of what is NXT gonna come and destroy Monday Raw? <laughs> like, or what is SmackDown gonna come? Could uh, could AEW come and destroy Monday at Raw? Could this person like? It's always okay. they have to show up and everything has to be destroyed. I just want to see somebody destroy, man. <laughs> I just want to see. I just want to see the world burn. I just want to see chairs flying and people getting knocked out. <laughs> Listen, there's no current like NXT versus the world storyline uh, as as it pertains to things now. Maybe it develops and goes somewhere. Uh, obviously, if you're an NXT fan, that show is kicking ass right now. Uh, it does feel like some steam's been taken on a carrying cross with this raw stuff. But he won. He beat Keith Lee. <laughs> like, like, I mean, like, if you're complaining about it, he won, he won a match. So it's bittersweet, man. It's bittersweet. That's all I have to tell you. From, tell from, me about this my... robot. What is going on with the raw <laughs> robot? 
I saw this last night. I was like, oh, this is all right. I guess this is adorable. So you know how the NFL has their own version of this, you know, CGI robot. Yeah, it's on NFL and Fox. Fox, Right. Well, WWE has their own version of a robot (laughs) called the Robot. Robot. There it is, guys. It debuted last night on Monday Night Raw. And they really haven't acknowledged it. Like, they haven't even named it or anything like that. But the internet is taking this by a storm right now. Uh, a lot Maybe of memes. How many memes? Uh, I can't even count right now. But it looks like they're trying to go that NFL route. Kind of have, like, a little mascot to accompany the show. Funny enough, we haven't seen this on SmackDown only on Raw, so maybe we get a blue version of this little robot buddy come Friday night. But uh, but what do you think of WWE kind of piggybacking off the NFL here? I think this is just another example of WWE, I don't want to say too stylized, but certainly stylized as a television show. And that's the purpose of this. The purpose of this is how much can we dress up the show? And then you can insert advertising mentions in that. You see this on SmackDown quite a bit um, with the augmented reality. This match is brought to you by Geico. And like you see a big wraparound graphic that hovers over the crowd and stuff like that. And they do them with the intros. This is just another extension of that. How much can we dress up what you see on screen instead of it just being arena screen? You know, like they, they want to like make the show look different. You know, so it just doesn't feel the same. And for some people, that isn't that big of a deal. For them, it is. Uh, and for maybe advertisers, it is. And maybe for the network that you're doing, it is. I don't know. It's fine. Uh, anyone who's freaking out about it is just w- wanted to watch Raw and yell about something. Uh, I want to see. I want to see no computer generated robot while I'm watching WWE Raw Monday nights. The what robot is, is for children. Is this Disney? Oh, there it is. It's Disney. Yeah, if you see people say that, it makes sense. Yeah, but like WWE's the Disney of wrestling, guys. That's not too far off. But maybe they should have designed this thing a little bit more menacing looking. You know, this just looks too friendly. Like it's it looks like like watching a yeah. It doesn't look like I'm watching a wrestling show. Yeah, WWE. Yeah, Uh, Dan William uh, Kuzak saying Raw Robot looks better than the Gobbledygooker. So. Who knows? Hey. <laughs> I just listen. I had to cover this story because people were just shitting on it left and right, and I was like, you know what? I'm not. It doesn't I'm gonna matter. Put it over. I'm going to put it over. Thing. What is the coolest thing in wrestling? What have I told you? What is the coolest thing for people to do in wrestling on the internet? Even if they, even if they like WWE, um, they're not going to say they like WWE. They're going to say, I watch WWE. I used to like it. Now I just crap on it. Right? You know, you and I have covered this. This is a, this is a beaten horse. The most played out gimmick on the internet following wrestling is it's a WWE block- Pokemon. Edgar Hernandez nailed it. There it is. Yes. The most played out gimmick in all of internet wrestlingdom is just blindly crapping on whatever WWE does. Played out. It's a dead meme. And it, it and it's not gonna stop anytime soon. No. Kevin. No, it's, it's never because it's stop. indulgent. And then when people enjoy something, it's well, no, I like that performer. You know, I just don't like this. I just I don't like, like how Vince. I just don't like how Vince is booking my guy when yeah. my guy is a seven-time champion and he's still not being booked. Vince, I don't like what Vince is doing, Kevin. Michael Kent saying WWE is for kids now. It has been for kids for a long time. Nothing wrong with it being for kids. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Okay, nothing wrong for that. Uh, By the way, speaking of, speaking of uh, being stuff being for kids, completely non wrestling related. Sure. Have you checked out the new Masters of the Universe cartoon on I, Netflix? I saw the trailer. It looks really cool. Uh, oh. I saw the trailer for. It. I know Kevin Smith wrote on this, uh, and it looks just like a fun, over the top. It's like, an ex- cool he executive produced it. He created it. He directed it. He did the whole thing behind it. it was yeah, is is a good watch. Three syllables for you. Amazing. How many episodes? Five. So it's a two-part series. Five episodes are about 20, 25 minutes um, each one. But mm-hmm. really cool. The first episode just leaves your jaw dropping. I'm not going to okay. spoil it for anybody. But if you guys are He-Man, Masters of the Universe fans, nostalgia, check it out. Kevin Smith did the franchise well, that's all. It, I look, say. it has big anime vibes to it. It has like, like they gave it the the, the Japanese anime dusting in terms of the look and the scale of everything, the way it looks on image. I, 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 I from what I saw, it looked all right. So I, I have, do have to check it out here. Uh, you want to jump into some questions here for some people while, yeah. before we uh, sign off here? There's a couple. Let's there's a couple it. I'm trying to look for here. Uh, there was Let's one that like, you guys are flying by here with this. There was one here that one that somebody had. Uh, that flew past me, and I just can't see. If you guys, if you put a question in, the, in there, can you drop it again? Because I'm trying and to if find we, it. Yeah, and if we don't answer, guys, we apologize. We get tons of comments coming in at the same time, and sometimes mm-hmm. we miss these questions. So if you want, go ahead and read. Uh, go ahead and type it go. again in the comment section. Here we go. Victor uh, Nash, Victor thank Nash. you. All there right, we go. What we got here. Do you guys think it's going to be a fatal foray for the Raw Women's Championship because Becky is supposed to return? What do you think of the situation with the Raw Women's Championship? Nikki Ash, uh, you know, people said... uh uh, ASH that she was not over at house shows this past weekend, but she came out to a pretty big reaction this past Monday. I'm actually kind of surprised on how soon they announced this matchup four weeks ahead of SummerSlam. We haven't even announced the main titles yet, and they're already announcing the Raw Women's Championship for a triple threat match. Um, do I like this? Yes, I do. One, you can protect Rhea. Um, you can you can put over Nikki Ash on this and make her even bigger if you want wanted to, but I think the real name here, the the, the real thing of the game for Nikki Ash is to have that one on one marquee match against one of these women and really get over on her. Mm-hmm. I don't know necessarily putting her in a triple threat match in you know in, in one of your biggest shows of the year at SummerSlam is necessarily a good thing. Now, for it to change into a fatal four way. I don't know. I don't know about that because I have a really strong feeling that Becky is not going to end up on Raw. I think she might end up on SmackDown to be with Daddy Rollins, of course. Uh, But that's just me. I could be completely wrong. I don't know if we're going to see a fatal four-way. I'm okay with a triple threat right now. Uh, Drew has a question here. Kev, Jose, what is Karrion Cross's submission finisher? Is it? What is is the cross jacket? It's just a... The cross jacket, yep. It's a rear naked choke gold, right? Am I correct? Yep. Is that is that what he has? Like uh, yep. I was, I was going to say once once I had asked that question, I was like, I think I know the name of that move. You know, they it's haven't the really jacket. like yeah, the cross jacket. I was like, I'm pretty sure. Well, I knew he has two. Right. He has two finishers. the The cross jacket is the submission, and then you got the elbow to the back of the neck, which I forgot what it was called. Something blade. 
I forgot what it was called. I'm not as that. into that as I am the cross jacket. No, see, but the thing is that he changed up his finisher because his finisher used to be the Saito Doomsday Suplex. Yes. That was his finisher, and that's it. I like that because I think that's a lot more explosive. You can end the match with that, and you look strong. I don't like the forearm to the back of the head that much. Uh, a couple questions here uh, from different people. Continuing to be uh, carrying cross quite the topic here. Um, does, does Samoa Joe beat him for the title? I want to say yes. I want to say that this is going to be that match to put that title back on Samoa Joe so we can give the farewell to Cross on NXT, put him on Monday Night Raw full-time, and uh, have him go for a major title over there. I would love to see Samoa Joe, but you know what? They're swerving us on SmackDown, so who's not to say that they'll swerve us on NXT? I don't know. Maybe Maybe Samoa Joe will is not allowed to compete for a title, but if he beats Samoa Joe, he has to vacate the title. I mean, I don't know. There's a mm. lot of ways you can work it around. It is pretty cool, and I do like that the idea that we won't see him in a match until he returns at this takeover. You get the big payoff there in that regard. So, I mean, that, that does become an attraction unto itself. Speaking of attractions, on our most recent Top Story video yesterday, we talk about AEW's reported massive plan for CM Punk. Now, is he heading there? All signs point in that direction, and SportsGeek cannot confirm it. No one really can. But if if he is indeed going to All Elite Wrestling, if CM Punk is indeed All Elite Wrestling, how does one of the biggest sports arenas in the United States play into this? An arena synonymous with Michael Jordan. That story is now in yesterday's SportsGeek Top Story of the Day video. Great if you haven't story. checked it Great out. Story. If you haven't checked it out, it is quite quite the thing. I'm very proud of the thumbnail graphic. As a I, Chicago I love kid. how you included the great the goat in there, Michael Jordan. Imagine. He is still, the true goat. Still the goat. Still the goat. Anyone wants to argue with me about that? Will nobody wrestle. will ever be able to beat him? <laughs> Those numbers ever. Uh, one more question before we get out of here. Keith Lee. Obviously, Keith Lee's been back in my Raw now for two weeks. He has not won a match, but has had high-profile matches, as we already covered. Uh, and uh, I want to know if I'm saying Skasona is texting here saying, what do you think of Keith Lee turning heel over time due to his constant losses since his return? His constant losses. Lost two matches. Two matches. Two and matches. he lost before that. Didn't he lose? Didn't lose before before he went on hiatus. He lost yep. before that too. He did. Yep. All right. Um, this is actually a great formula to turn Keith Lee into a heel. Um, I personally would absolutely love. This is just me dream booking. Is having Keith Lee align himself with MVP and Bobby Lashley and go for that United States title with the Hurt Business. I think that would be fantastic. <clears throat> I don't think this is going to happen. But if you do turn Keith Lee heel, you need to do it smart because Keith Lee is such a beloved character right now. He's yeah. really liked, you know, yeah. and, and turning him heel, you need to do it in a smart way. You can't just have him turn on the crowd. You need to have a do it, do it in a smart way where, yeah, you know, he's a heel, but yet you still like him. So I'd love to see him in really a tag terrible. team. I would love to see him in a tag team with somebody and have like uh, a different dynamic. Him and Bronson Reed in the tag. Oh, team. come oh. on now. Come on. I just don't don't give me that. I, I'm totally done with that. Uh, last question of the date. Danny Barron has an AEW question. Are you looking forward uh, to the Hukalo? I hope I'm saying that correctly, versus Archer and Jericho versus Nick Cage matches on AEW this Wednesday. If Nick Cage loses, do you think it will introduce another 
uh, a three man, maybe Kurt and Lance. Uh, Dynamite on a roll here uh, with with some shows here. I think there's some really interesting things. There's some things that people say are interesting on the show that are not, in my opinion. Uh, but I do think the show is red, red hot right now, uh, coming into uh, a good run here and all out. It's worth noting we don't know, we have maybe one match we know for sure on all out. We know we're going to get Jericho versus MJF. And we know we're going to get uh, Paige versus Kenny Omega. Those sell the show. The show, uh, ticket-wise, is sold out just because the interest in AEW in general is so high. Uh, and then the potential you know, rumor and speculation about who's going to show up. I think people would buy tickets for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you just knew the guy was going to show up and there was no matches, people would still buy tickets for that. You uh, imagine that all, you know, out of all these rumors and everybody chiming and talking, and when time comes for it to happen... It doesn't happen, but yet, let's say CM Punk does come to AEW. It was like, well, what about Daniel Bryan? Shows up at SummerSlam. Good point. I mean, I mean, it could happen. And remember, guys, none of this has been confirmed by anyone. These are highly speculated, highly rumored stories that we've been covering extensively here. Yes, on Sports go check Wrestling. Out, go ch- like if you haven't seen it, go watch yesterday's top story. Like the plan that is laid out for CM Punk, if if he does, and it seems like he is going to. At this point, things can change. Worth noting. WWE is in Chicago <laughs> next Monday night. So, like, if you want Who's to talk about... Who's CM Punk? CM Punk can show up in Chicago okay. at WWE. I mean, I so don't think I'm not telling you that that's happening, but I'm saying it, there was a possibility. This is one of those possibilities, right? We're going to watch. Were- <laughs> watch. Over, under, over, under, and you and I being asked about that before Monday. It's going to be oh. high. I, All right, yeah. one more question. I said we were done, but I, you guys threw one in here in the last minute. I got, the perfect, answer. I got the perfect answer for, for you, Victor, and this is going to be the most biased question you will People listening on the me. podcast, the question that Victor sent in is, who do you guys think is going to be the first one to beat uh, Omega? Give me your biased answer. This is going to be the most biased answer from left field. It's going to be Miro, and it's going to be Miro becoming a double champion, the first double champion in AEW. I'm of the thought that Paige wins. In, in I'm Fine sure Gray. it will be. But, yeah. I, you know, they've just been disrespecting Miro so much over the last three weeks. He hasn't had a match in two weeks. He's going to have a match tomorrow. He should have had a match during Fighter Fest. He should have been defending that TNT title. Why isn't he? Why are they not showing love to Miro? The disrespect is real in AEW for Miro. I'm telling you. Remember he like won the TNT title and everyone's like red hot. See how like how how quickly people can cool off. It's crazy. People are yeah. like consume and, and and turn it out like crazy. Uh, and we're doing that as well. We're producing so much content. If you guys haven't checked it out, go watch it on all of our separate channels. Uh, we also have the podcast channel up as well. Uh, we'll be dropping some uh, exclusive interview audio that we have as well. If you haven't seen those interviews, we're going to have the interviews over there. We do top stories over there. Vince Russo covered Money at Raw. We have Dutch Mantel covering SmackDown every Friday. We have a ton of stuff. You're going to be busy tomorrow night after AEW Dynamite covering NXT as well. So a lot to get into. A lot. A lot to get into. A lot, a lot, a lot. A lot lot of stuff. Uh, If you guys haven't done it, go ahead and give him a follow. Jose underscore G underscore official. Give me a follow on the Twitter machine at Kev Kellum. And if you haven't done it, subscribe to our channel. All right. And most importantly, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing, which is what, Jose? Guys, just make sure you enjoy wrestling. Enjoy. Have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. Enjoy.